Welcome to Sisterly Situations. I'm Missy. I'm Charlene. So you rearranged your house last night. Yeah, I can see your background is different. Yeah. So. Oh, Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, they're up there. Yeah. I see my face. You probably will see your face lots of times. (laughs) Yeah, I see it real big right there. Oh. (laughs) You're all over the place. I love you. I love you. I keep your face all over my house. Yeah. Nice face. (laughs) So, yeah, I got a bug and was just like, got a bug up my ass. I was like, I want to just do something a little bit different. And so that's the thing behind you is in the same spot. You moved your desk. They moved my desk. So I switched. So Guinevere's desk was behind the couch and my desk was along the wall, like adjacent to is adjacent the right word it's along the living room wall okay I so know. i was bad at geometry and trig and stuff okay so i know <laughs> this that's is the category that falls under this is that's a right angle yeah that's all so I know. it was a, it was facing the wall and the tv is in the other corner so when i got this chair that has the higher back when i was sitting on the couch i couldn't see a lot of the tv because the chair was in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I always see you got a new chair. Well, I've had this chair for almost for a while. A while. Well, the last chair I saw was the teal one. Yeah. So Guinevere uses that at her desk. Okay. And when I got the standing desk, it's wider. So it also pushed things out. So I would I was I was getting a little irritated with that. And I've been dealing with this for like probably like nine months or so. But since I have a new job and I have a lot more leadership and I'm on these big calls with lots of people, my background being so messy was a problem for me because you can see the other side of my living room, which is where we had like the table that stuff gets dumped on, like the cat treats and things uh-huh. like that. And the shoe rack. And there's a pool noodle by the door. Like I'm, it, it's but a mom. Did you always, didn't, did you always blur the background? I blurred it, but I, I was still like, I know you can tell, but I just want to let you know that nobody else can tell what's in the background. Having seen that blurred. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can't can't tell tell specifically what it is. I know that, but it still looks messy and I feel like it's distracting. Yeah. It's only distracting for you. So we feel better, but I'm happy you changed it to your liking. I have this behind me, which I'm going to rearrange this. I'm going to clean this all up and make this a little bit more grown up too, because it, this big shelf that's behind me has like our games and things like that. And, um, you're so cute. I'm going to clean it up a little bit, at least on top and put the games on the bottom. So, I mean, you're a mom and you have games because you have an eight year old child. Yeah. And it's okay to have games if you did it. Just saying. <laughs> no, but I just like that's totally fine. But I just want to clean it up and make it look a little more like nice. adult. Little I more. feel you. I want to make this look more me. This has been playing for a long time now. Oh. Did I show you what Guinevere had? So okay, you know she has her basketball net right in her room. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I don't know if we got that before or after this. Well, she had one on, was it on her door? No. Oh, well, then I'm just making it up. Then maybe I don't know. 
got the I neck. can't see that. No, move it up. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the arcade style. Oh, no, I had no idea that you got that. Didn't you use? Oh, you got to back it up. Back it up. It's not a great video. It's just to give you an idea. It's fine. It's just I can only see like this much of the screen. Oh, so fun. Okay, that's much better. Wow. Hey. Wow, her hair is so short. This video is from like, a year and a half ago. That's why I'm surprised that you didn't. A year and a half ago. Yeah, because I got her. Your... When was I there? You were here for my surgery in February of twenty one. So it's been like a year and eight months since you were here. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So I got this. This so past much happened. <laughs> So I got the basketball net this past winter. So anyway, now her room this is past complete. winter. So you've only had it for like probably not like, even a year. Yeah, probably like eight. Oh, eight. okay. So that video is not from a year and a half ago. Okay. Well, I guess that's from it. <laughs> I love you. It's okay. We don't have to be technical and specific. Don't anyway, the basketball net. she doesn't really use it anymore. So <laughs> she has it. Wow. The- really? She was so good. Uh, thank you. So you're welcome. Really good at it because, and I keep telling her she was really good, but she would get overwhelmed during the games. And then we put her in a basketball camp at the Y. She started that in like, I don't know, after basketball with the police athletic league. So she did it at the Y and there were way too many kids and there was not nearly as much playing time. She, I thought it was going to be more like teaching them the fundamentals kind of thing. And she would get more out of it, but she actually got a lot less out of it. And it really discouraged her from even wanting to play anymore, which I'm really sad about because she was getting really good at it. And defensively, she was really good. She didn't really think she was good at it. So anyway, she got discouraged. And so she has the basketball hoop and she plays with it sometimes, but the way it's set up now is it's against the wall on one side of her room and her bed is like next to it so it's like in the corner and then the bed is behind it and she hung up a thing which I have a picture of her in her little hideout spot she hung up this blanket (laughs) where is it oh so she created like this little hideout spot next to her bed for her and her little stuffies oh wow and I know, so, you, so know cute. you know, the little, the blanket I got you from the water lantern festival last year, the blue and teal one, that's like the, the flat, not flowers. Yeah. I, mo- I have mo- it. Melanda. It's like, yeah. It's like reachable. Yeah. Actually so I have it right there. I got her a pink and purple one at the water lantern festival this year. And She's hang- she that's hanging off the side of her basketball court or her basketball net to create this little hideout for her. So anyway, well, she's using it as like a fort. Yeah, she's using it as a fort now, like underneath is her fort. So it's funny. But anyway, all of that was to tie back to the wall behind you reminded me that she has the same kind of blanket that you <laughs> just the pink and purple and some of the like tealish blue and green. Yeah. Mine's blue and teal and purplish. 
it's yeah. like more it's less teal and like more like well it's I don't know it's beautiful <laughs> and I love it <laughs> and I was putting it spread on the on the futon and mm-hmm. then I had to put like a major like protector on the futon because that chaos that's barking out there right now and I might have to get up and get them real quick licks the everything and I was like ew don't lick my <laughs> blanket thing so I put it on the bed and same thing happened it looks really pretty on the bed in the living room but yeah so now it's folded and protected I got the basketball net in July of 2021 okay so like a year ago a year and a couple of months ago yeah I found it <laughs> wow okay that was driving me nuts with the timeline I know that's so terrible that's okay that I get it that's yeah that kind of shit drives me nuts too I get it chaos (laughs) I don't hear chaos barking oh that's good okay so he could just protect me oh my gosh what I don't want to scare you but last night some crazy shit happened right down the road. A man got shot on my road at a bar. And that's scary. That is scary. There was a SWAT team. And yeah. Was it like a domestic situation? Not I'm not sure. Time. I haven't I went to that's really what I do when I hear gunshots I just go to sleep I didn't hear it you don't understand it was going on for a couple hours before I went to sleep I was just like I don't know I I'm tired I gotta go to bed not my circus not my monkeys well yeah I was like exactly I mean seriously though on a deep deep level I was not my circus not my monkeys yes so I'm not really sure what the outcome was which I know sounds ridiculous or anything oh I don't know I don't know anything about it all I know is that (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's okay yeah no all I know is that last night and I don't know if it's gonna still be here I guess it's in the last 24 hours it's fatal oh bummer suspect is in custody I mean that's good <sighs> oh are you just gonna make the noises or are you gonna tell me what's going on <laughs> I'm just reacting to fatal it's just that's all I got so that happened last night Oh, we put nail covers on the cats last night. (laughs) Not all of the cats. (laughs) You should have seen the decision making. It was hilarious. It was like, well, we know we need to get them on Binks because Binks like needs on me. And it's like little nails on me in bed constantly. Mm. I'm like, ow, ow, ow. So I don't like that. And I knew I had to get them on Nyx because she, for the last like four years that I've had her, she's been tearing up everything. 
So I was like, all right, let, if I'm going to do one on one, might as well go ahead and get them for Nick's too. Although I have like the pr- protective like plastic around the sides of the couch and Guinevere's bed and all that. But Jinx is too little. And so, and he doesn't scratch or need or anything like that. And he's just a little. And we put them on links and he immediately pulled them off. Like he's just like, nah, fuck that. I don't need, this isn't going to work for me. And since he does like still run out, little fucker, he still runs out the door and stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want him to be like unsafe because he's got plastic protectors over his weapons. Like that's what keeps him safe. Even though, I don't know if we recorded the chipmunk conversation, like the story. I don't know. You know it though, right? When Lynx brought the chipmunk into the house. Yeah. Did we record that? I don't even know if we told listeners about that. Dude, I don't know. We haven't even told listeners what this episode is going to be about. We haven't even talked about what this episode is going to be about. It's cool. We're getting there. Yeah. So for Lynx, I was like, maybe he doesn't need to have them. But since he isn't very aggressive, apparently, he'll just catch, catch the little chipmunk and then put it down. And just like, he has no survival instincts. He's not a hunter, but I want him to be protected in case he needs to. So I was like, he doesn't need Him's to have a special. Yeah. Special. And he was ripping him off anyway, like instantly. So that's what we did last night. So that's the situation. Nice, nice segue. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about our, another situation that I'm having with my child. Here's the situation. My daughter is having a existential crisis at eight years old. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. So we're in the car, driving to school. So it's like 7.30 in the morning. And what grade is she in? She's in third grade. She's eight years old. And she goes, mama, all I really ever do is go to school And then come home and play with either you or the cats or friends or the games. And then I go to sleep. I gotta get ready for bed. And I was like, uh, yeah, that that's what life is. It's work, play, rest. And I don't know what you were expecting, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) that's what I do too. (laughs) A lot less play and a lot more (laughs) work and she was like I just feel like there should be more to life than this (laughs) and I'm like she's eight years old and like the funniest part about this is when I first heard this and first told me I was like yeah (laughs) I feel that on such a deep level but she is eight I didn't feel that way when I was eight no it's like dude go ride your bike like <laughs> go explore the world then like go well, it's also you know what's really funny about that too is that I'm like really doing some a lot of inner work and like working with my inner child like a little bit like in the sense of a I want to heal her but also what did I do as a kid that because I felt fulfilled with my life as a kid I didn't feel like how she's feeling at eight when I was eight I was happy and there was a lot of stuff going on around me but I was you know so I'm like trying to think connect with that child that would just 
play and have fun and be with their friends and was content on on the happy scale from like from that four to seven with the day-to-day life like tap into that child what was her routine like I'm so routine obsessed and it was and you know I went to school and then you went to bed (laughs) exactly yeah exactly that's what life is Mm -hmm. I mean as an adult you go to work you come home you play play or and have an act and I always had an afternoon activity like a physical activity I did sports gymnastics and does too so Mm -hmm. she does yeah she does voice lessons she has counseling and this was a day she used to do gymnastics she used to do basketball as we talked about right she well she's gonna start gymnastics she hasn't done that yet oh start gymnastics she did dance before though that's right yeah I got the picture up here um, so she's done dance. So it's, it's not for a lack of activity. Mm-hmm. No, I, that, enough. well, that's what I'm saying is like, I am trying to tap into the child that lived the life that she's living and had that sense of fulfillment and didn't have this like feeling of there's gotta be something more. And then she's like where I am as an adult. It's annoying. It's annoying. She's and- very like, deep yeah so I had to pick her up early from school and take her to counseling anyway so I told her counselor and her counselor was like oh I love that that's that's one of the things I love about Guinevere she has these like existential moments like she just she's so mature and I'm like I find it so frustrating because there's nothing you can do to satisfy someone who's in like that especially as a child I'm trying to stave off my own like midlife crisis and I can't <laughs> too. in your actual midlife in my actual midlife ill I don't like you I'm not quite midlife I'm sorry I'm like it's I'm but sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'll, I'll be knocking on the door of 40 here pretty soon I turned 30 you turn 30 yeah so I guess it's normal for you at 30 to have these kind of thoughts but eight years old yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, and, I, and I'm trying to tap into my eight years old who did eight year old self who did not have those thoughts. So my feeling about it is because you had said to me, you were like, well, some people are just not as fulfilled by the work, play, rest cycle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am, I find it fulfilling. But what I realized is I have a job that I find fulfillment in. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of fulfillment because it is challenging. And certainly there are the day-to-day frustrations and there's the people or whatever. But ultimately, I truly believe that I work for a company that plays a part in helping people in a big way. And my role in the company is because I'm a project manager, I talk to people about their problems and help find solutions to those problems. So that is what I do for my job. You're servicing others. Exactly. So I feel like don't avoid my daughter. On the other hand, she's like, that's hard. That's hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. And I'm like, well, maybe if you stopped avoiding hard work, 
you could accomplish more things and feel more fulfilled in your life, little Mm. eight-year-old. Well, I guess that is the difference between my life and hers is that I was actually doing like a sense of community service at that age. I've always worked with people with disabilities, uh, like varying learning disabilities and stuff like that. So, so I am trying to get her into more community service things. Right. Which is what we talked about the other day. We did. That was my first thought was, well, I also have charity things. Right. Well, no, my first thought was you can just put a little gratitude in your attitude. Um, <laughs> and yep, that, I got that from mom. And <laughs> you need to be more grateful for what you do have. Like you have a good life. You just need to focus on the good in your life. So I think we're going to do like a gratitude journal type of thing. Probably not going to put the pressure on saying this is going to be an every night thing, but just like, hey, let's look at our journal, right? About like our, our favorite part of the day and something that we're grateful for today. Good days and, and bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it's she gets hard the- on bad days, I do it daily. I do a gratitude list. And that on the hard days, it is, I will sit there. I, I try to do three things a day in the morning. And oh my gosh. I, and I'll sit there on the hard days forever. Some days when it's really hard to come up with the three things, I'll make myself come up with five. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on her because she's no, no, no. Yeah, she's and it's something that I'm adding in some my routine. So, but I I do easy. Yeah, but I do want to mention that it is important on both kinds of days too. Well, so uh, yeah, one thing that you're grateful for. So every day when she gets in the car at from school pickup, I ask her, "How was your day? What was your favorite part of today?" So I ask her that every single day. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be a matter of getting in the habit of, and usually at bedtime, I also will ask her. So every day at school pickup, but at bedtime, sometimes. So that's why I'm saying it's like not some, mo- a lot of the time. And usually when we've had some sort of argument or something about the bedtime routine and going to bed, and I feel like I, I don't want her to have like nightmares or wake up or whatever. I'm like, let's repurpose this and just be like, cause I'm feeling fr- that frustration. So I'm like, so tell me what was your favorite part of the day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to be like, I don't want you waking up in an hour or two to, because you're not sleeping well, because we just had this big argument about going to bed, going to bed. Yeah. So we're going to do something with gratitude and like write it down and <laughs> such a pain, but also I wanted to get her to do something community service wise. It is. I know. I know. Because I was like, whatever we need to add to her life, I need it to be low impact on me because mm-hmm. I, I already have a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to create a new chore for myself to do it's something. Hard. And she's not going to get much out of it anyway, if it's all about something that I have to do. Yeah, it has to be her responsibility. That is going to help with holding her accountable for it anyway. And that's going to help with it being any kind of impactful. It's not going to do anything for her if it is your responsibility. It has to be her responsibility to learn these tools and what she needs is your support and encouragement. So yes, yes, starting with the asking of questions. And I think that that could be helpful for you too, to 
be in that mindset of, I'm sorry, of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I'm just, <laughs> I know you do. That's why you're such, glaring at me like that. Is because it's, it's been true. such a long week and I feel so drained from it do all. You? Do you? That I'm just like, ugh. I know. But I jumped right in. I jumped right in. You did. Yes, you did. And to be honest, I feel like taking action is way more, is uh, way less exhausting than the dreading of the, oh my God, I have another thing to do and take on. Because also at the end of the day, let me tell you something. I journal daily. Plus I do my gratitude journal daily. Plus I meditate daily. Do I wake up and say, oh my God, yay. I want to do all of these things so that I can be semi-normal functioning throughout my day. No, that takes so much work and so much time. And there are days where I'm like, I don't want to fucking sit here and do this. But I have to, because I am one of those people that is extreme, that needs things to mean something for me to do it. I need it to be meaningful. (laughs) You're extreme? Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, you should just, can't you just take something at face value? This is what you got to do. Like, I I cannot. So I'm not somebody who's like, why do I have to brush my hair? I'm like, no, I just brush my fucking hair. Like everything doesn't have to be some big emotional journey to get value and purpose out of like, mm, no, I just, no, it was like that for me, care at myself. you know, it was like that for me at eight with brushing my hair and taking you a shower. I, I don't want to raise you again. <laughs> Like, I'm just so, I love you. And I love how you turned out. That's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. make meaning out of everything. Well, it's a lot of work as an adult now. So I understand. And this is why there's so much pressure. I put so much pressure on myself to, to achieve my dreams and goals because, and, and this is why we had a conversation, I think on here about me not feeling aligned in my current work that I'm doing, working at the dispensary. Right. Did we talk about that on here? We did. Yeah. So that, that all is like the same thing for me as an adult. It's that not getting meaning out of life is manifesting in, in that particular job. And these people coming in there being like, I, want to get high. I'm trying to get stoned. Blah, blah, blah. Give me the highest THC, blah, blah, blah thing that I'm not feeling aligned with. And I'm not, and I'm just like, uh, and that's where I, I say to you all the time, that's not what to focus on. Like just change, think, think about how when you're doing this, focus on, I'm doing this so that I can help the people because they're for every person, every three people that come in who are like, I just want to get stoned. There's someone who comes in and says, you know, I'm just having headaches and I want to see what I can do to deal with that. Yeah. So it's the ratio is probably closer to more like one in every 50 people come in for an actual ailment or pain or help with something really going on. And I have, and because I am an extreme person wanting to live my purpose 
like pretty much at all times, that one, that, that 49 makes irritates the fuck out of you. Well, it makes a huge, yeah. And it makes a huge impact on me and my energy and what it's bringing to me and what I'm putting back out into the world because of what I'm taking in. Yeah. I just, so it's really important. My ratio of people that I work with is also probably close to like, I'm really excited to work with this one person, but these 50, but at the same time, at the end of the day, what I can control is me. And you just have to repurpose and be like, I helped somebody. Yes, but I can do that better teaching yoga. I can deal with that 49, that other 49 way better in that setting than I can in the dispensary because I am, I mean, this is, that's, it's kind of deeper than that. I mean, I love weed as we know. Well, it's not even that. I love weed as we know, but I'm trying to live a mindful lifestyle. And to me, trying to get stoned as people are trying to get obliterated and that's not my style. Yeah, but you can't control everybody. Exactly. That's why I can only control myself and take myself out of that situation because I need more meaning out of life. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to, br- I'm going to bring it back to my daughter. <laughs> so jumped right in. You had a great idea about the litter pickup because we've done that before. And it also reminded me that I also, I'm involved in quite a few charity things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I was like, wait a second, you know, we can also have charity. Like, let's, let's bring that into it. I texted a couple of moms about doing some kind of litter pickup. I did a Google search about like adopt a highway type of thing and found out that October is Virginia's Virginia's for lovers, not litter month. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it into October because I have to try to negotiate weekends. So I'm trying to see how I can make that fit trying to get together something to do like a litter pickup and get some other kids engaged too. So it's a fun type of thing that she'll do for more than two minutes and she can own it. So like, here's an idea. We'll talk about like, where do we want to go? And if we do this, she can own. So do we want to get like water for people? Do you want to hand out waters to like the other kids that come and help with the litter pickup? And do you want to help with like handing out maybe we get chips or something like that for the other kids and that like come out and do this for an hour or whatever and you're going to help with putting together a flyer and maybe bringing it to school and seeing if the school will help her to advertise that we're doing we're doing a litter pickup event and people can come out if they want to at this park or play or whatever so yeah, that's one one of the things I'm trying to organize. And I, I think put that it that's out. really thinking outside the box too. Like taking you took my <laughs> I said one thing. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe just picking up litter like on the off the highway, something as simple as that. And you you're like, oh, we could bring the other kids water, but like that is I love that. I think that that's really be, really resourceful. You're really utilizing something so seemingly surface level that like needs wise, right? Like you think that there's like this one need, but you 
know that there's way more needs involved in that. And I really love that. And I just want to point that out and commend you for it. Thank you. (laughs) So I had also posted it on like social media. I was looking for these ideas and I got a lot of people, a lot of people responding with like helpful ideas. And I figured maybe I would share some of them because I was trying to Google like what kind of charity things can you do with kids? Oh, I love this. That's a great, great idea. I didn't know so, this is where you were going with this. <laughs> so I posted, I was like looking for ideas, age appropriate, volunteer, community service, opportunities for children, prefer it, preferably a lower requirement for mom. <laughs> um, since my daughter is having an existential, ex- existential, existential, um, existential, got it, <laughs> crisis, midlife crisis, so much easier to Let's say. Let's just say that. <laughs> I mean, midlife crisis at eight. I hope that doesn't mean she's in the middle of her life because that would be very sad. No, she isn't. She's just looking for, looking to help her grow her gratitude and find, quote, more to life. My yeah. life is already quite. I really home. think she just needs to serve people. I really think that that's just what she's missing in life is, is yeah. service to others. And that's what the meaning is. So, All right, so my- hit me with this list. Yeah. So our cousin, Crystal, pointed out she loves kitties maybe she can do a fundraiser or collection for a local shelter Mm. my response was emphasis on lower impact on mom (laughs) but uh, so fundraiser maybe not but volunteering with like the cats or something like a cat shelter something like that that sounded like a good idea brought it up to Guinevere and she was like can't we just adopt the cats like let's just get like a circle like area and like a gate and keep all the kitties in there and just keep them at our house. I was like, there are no more animals coming into our house. Like, that's just, that is not what we're going to do. <laughs> so I know I'm over here. Like we can, we're not bringing any animals into this house. No. We we're not, we're not having any other animals until we move into a bigger house. And even, even then, then... <laughs> yeah, even then. Yeah. <laughs> because cats don't take up a lot of space no and I love animals I'm a major animal lover and I really would love my one of my dreams speaking of dreams one of my dreams is to have like a sanctuary and be able to save animals and you know like adopt animals that people save that like don't know where what to do with them like especially random ones I I don't know our county is looking to open a new no-kill shelter so there's going to be a thing online to like vote for the name for it and everything. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. So then I got Girl Scouts. You can just drop and go. And I mentioned I've had trouble. I've wanted to get her into Girl Scouts. But she doesn't really seem interested in it. And I think that's because she doesn't really know what it is. Mm. And I've tried to gauge her interest. So I had another friend text me and say that she's running a scout, like a troop out of her church. And there's kids from different schools and Guinevere can come by like they just started for this year and and I was like could she just try it first before I make like a financial commitment because Girl Scouts can be expensive also and I don't want to pay like lots of money and dues and stuff if she's like yeah I'm not into this but I do know Girl Scouts has a lot of community service opportunity yeah that's true I was in brownies Uh, I was never interested and I just lost yeah I did brownies I I had trouble with the other girls they do a lot of arts and crafts and there's a lot of things. 
and there's community. You had trouble with other girls. You wonder why she has trouble with other kids. No, I don't wonder why. No, exactly why. Oh, her dad wonders why. Oh, oh, oh. I have never wondered why. Like, even there's one particular little girl, and when she's like, I don't understand, and she was mean to me, or this happened, I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, I I don't want to play with her. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. There's a new girl in her class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I th- was telling you about where you she's like, me. she's just yeah. trying to, she's just trying, trying too hard. Too hard. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with her. Like, she can be friends with somebody else. <laughs> just like, don't be mean about it. Like, I, know, I don't want her to like, be it's mean. so true. I understand. But I get it. Like, I don't want to be friends with everybody. I feel that so much. Like I have a very, I'm protecting my, I'm very protective of my energy and my space. And I know, my but that's new right for now. you because you have always been little miss socialite. Like it is very new for friends. me. It is new for you. I have never had an issue with being like, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah, no, you can roll I in my circle, but you roll on that side of the circle. <laughs> No, I've had that issue and I've had an issue with people not liking me the most. And like, I seem to, to like everybody. And I think that that's okay. I'm allowed to like everybody and like be nice to everybody, but I don't have to let everybody in to my circle. And that's been, that's been a new realization for me. And so, yeah, I totally now at this point in my life, identify with her. (laughs) And what she's doing with this kid. And I don't think it, and to me, it doesn't really sound mean. It just sounds true. Yeah. And there's a way to do it. But you don't nice. say that to the other kid. I yeah. Guess. You don't say to the other kid, listen, you're trying too hard. Yeah. So I tried to tell her. Especially like, another eight-year-old who's like not, who's going to like internalize that. And Right. Well, and this eight-year-old. <laughs> so Guinevere's like, she's being mean to me. Like she's taking it. She's really being mean about it. And I was like, well, you were kind of mean to her. And she was like, no, she was just minding my business. Don't you always, this is the part that got me. She was like, don't you always say that that's a problem here in Virginia is people are always minding your business and you like <laughs> it better in New Jersey when like people aren't like trying to start this conversation with you. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm man. like, uh-huh. Yep, that's completely valid. I was like, okay, but here's what you say. <laughs> Not <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to say got you. She got she you. She got me hard. She's yeah. been hard on me this week. <laughs> so I am so tired. It's been, it's been a hard week. And I was like, you don't say to her, mind your business. I don't want you to know. You can say. I value privacy and this is something <laughs> I want to keep private <laughs> because, <laughs> because her counselor, oh, oh, her counselor did so this like thing after I told her about the whole existential crisis and all that. She did this thing to identify Guinevere's values and she values joy, respect, success, and privacy. And the counselor was very surprised by privacy. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's always trying to keep secrets or like write stuff in her diary. And I don't want to share the, tell you this. And like, she's, she's a very, I want to have privacy kind of person. Yeah, she is. And I was like, but, and yet won't let me go to the bathroom by myself. (laughs) 
So I can't take a shower without she respects her own privacy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I have a picture of her because I went to the bathroom. I think she was like three, maybe four. And I had to, all I had to do was pee. And she came in and she sat herself down between my feet and pulled all her toys out and just like got settled to play. And I was like, all right, well, I just need like two minutes to pee. I was like, I'm not going to be here long. I was like, it's fine that you're in here. I'm not going to be here long though. Like, I don't know why you're pulling all this stuff out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, when I take a shower, if she wakes up and I'm in the shower, because I try to like I put her to bed and then I go take a shower at night. She'll wake up and she will come into the bathroom and she will just like hang out there and she'll open the door and close it because she's trying to trick me into thinking she went back to bed. And I'll be like, Guinevere, I know you're still in here. And she'll be like, how did you know? And I'm like, cause I'm not a fucking idiot. And you've been doing this since you were a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's so funny. is like every time Jamie's in the shower, I go in the bathroom and I sit on the toilet. I'm like, so how's your day? What's up? <laughs> And I'm just like, no, I want one fucking hour in my son. There's actually a, a lyric in a song that Pink did where he's like, no, you yes. can't come in the shower. I just want one fucking hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, I feel that on such a like. Yeah. I mean, Jamie level. can tell me at any point, hey, I would like to be alone for the shower. And I'll be like, cool, bro. I get that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But she invites me. So. Well, I mean, and your dynamic with Jamie is a, a little different than your mother daughter relationship. With my mother daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally got her to bed and I just want some me time and I want to like shave my legs without being told, are you done yet? Are you totally like a, I need to calm myself down. Cause I just had to spend like two hours fighting with my kid to try to get her asleep. Yeah. Bed or we'll get her a shower. get her to bed. Oh, sorry. All of that stuff. So anyway, back to the list. Um, someone did say ask your school I know my son was younger and even when I was they could sign up to help younger kids it could be reading and other things so now that she's in third grade maybe she can sign up for something to be a helper to like kindergartners or first grade yeah remember when I was in the newspaper in kindergarten no (laughs) bitch It was just our local paper. I was really excited about it. I think there's got, there's a copy of it somewhere that I've seen like in the last five to 10 years. I probably saw it too when I was packing up your closet. <laughs> I was about this big in kindergarten and Bellina. <laughs> can I remember, can I remember who fucking, what girl it was? I don't know. Someone I knew later in life too. Cause you know, I left that town and I came back, but anyway, long story short, it's not a long story at all. There's a paper, there's a picture of me with an older girl, like in fifth grade and she's reading to me and like, cause we're part of that like program or whatever. Aw, that's mm-hmm. so cute. Mm-hmm. I do remember feeling really good about myself when I was in fifth grade and my third grade math teacher asked me to come in and help and help one of her students. And I remember really struggling with math in third grade. So when she asked me and I had always thought that she was like, really tough and mean well everybody said she was really the tough mean of the third grade teachers and I liked her but I know I struggled with it so when she asked me in fifth grade to come in and help one of her students with this math work I was like oh my god like it was a big one I was like yes absolutely I will come help him so we did that for like a week 
(laughs) (laughs) Somebody else told me I used to take teams to volunteer at the food bank. It's basically going through donations and stocking shelves, but it's a foundation for so many great conversations about those less fortunates. Always made me grateful that I never worried where my next meal was coming from. So I asked him to send me some information. So I will be looking into food banks and some volunteer opportunities. There you go. That's a way to get involved in that. Because I had mentioned soup kitchen type of situation, if there was anything like that. But yeah, but I like that. I I like that. See exactly what I said about you taking, being resourceful with the whole picking up litter thing. Like there's other ways to serve the, to help the needy and, or those less fortunate rather. And I think it's really cool to also refresh yourself on the, as an adult, the many way, different ways to serve others. So I'm loving this. Keep going. Somebody also had said, how about being a pen pal with someone in a nursing home or even a family member or making holiday cards for them? Oh, wow. (laughs) I know her school had done holiday cards for the assisted living facility, like next door. Oh, like as a class. And I had thought about doing that previous to COVID. I was like, when she starts to get into writing and stuff, maybe we can do some cards and bring them by. And then COVID happened. And I was like, but I don't want to kill people. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe we won't go. I don't want to kill people by trying to do a good deed. (laughs) Right. So maybe we won't go to the assisted living facility, but you know, since that sort of subsided in severity, this is how we're gonna nicely say what's happening. That's not I as like impactful. it. And so we can that's right. That's that's a fairly middle ground that we'll take. Smooth. <laughs> middle ground there. I think it's good to think about something like that. Like we can we can do that and start. And she likes to do cards and crafts and stuff. So she does. Sure. And she can write now, which is also helpful. And then our cousin Carolyn texted me about doing a pen pal thing. So her daughter and Guinevere can do pen pals and mail each other letters. Aww. Aww. It'd be so sweet. I'm excited about that. Uh, and that is so cute. Yeah. So not only will she have that family connection, but also they practice their reading and their writing. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. The good kind um, of sneaky, though. It is. It is a little sneaky. What do they but, say? The kids say, sneaky, the kids say, sneaky, sneaky. Back to the um, And then one of our cousins on our generation actually texted me and <laughs> in our generation and our generation texted me to say hey if you need additional cousin pen pals let me know and I was like well I could use a cousin pen pal and that's one that's my age so that is freaking cute so it could be like a thing where Guinevere gets to write her cousin and I write mine and we can all have letters oh <sighs> That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. It's very motivating. This is very inspirational. Right. I'm loving. And I'm thinking artistically and creatively too. Like there's so many cool things that you can like do with those letters in time. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It is precious. 
And then another friend of mine wrote out that they do, they go to a farm once a month with the kids at church and it's pretty fun and they harvest food and they do random like oh chores Mm. yeah Um, we should have all kids pick up poop but it's humbling you know how much poop i picked up i also well this one spent many winters in the barn i think it's more of like a vegetable farm place it's not really i don't know that it's like animal well i think everybody should work at a horse farm and pick up poop and during the winter when the poop freezes and clean a stall next to your friends and throw the poop over the walls at your friends. It's hilarious. That is not something I'm going to encourage Guinevere to do. <laughs> we have enough hair issues. We it was a- hair. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why you do it with frozen poop only. I mean, don't play that game any other time. <laughs> it was a winter game only in the Northeast. So... Just something we did. Hard pass. Hard pass <laughs> on my gross little sister. Someone had also said she can learn how to swim and then help teach it. And I was just like, I'm loving these ideas. Thank you to everybody who I wonder if I can't I can that's the only thing I can't really see her doing is trying to teach another kid something. <laughs> well, and she's but not it's a, a good idea for other people. She's not a strong swimmer. I'm not a strong swimmer. And she has so much fear and anxiety wrapped up about that. But she can learn how to do something and teach other kids how to do it. I think it would be a good skill for her to learn how to teach somebody something because I because it did make me kind of laugh like, oh, I could not see her having the patience to teach another kid something. Well, she did really good with the bike. So, yeah. The girl down the street, she was really afraid of riding a bike and she asked Guinevere if she could ride it or whatever. And Guinevere was teaching her how to like pedal and like pushing her when she got stuck. And she actually did a really good job. And then both girls got new bikes for their birthdays in May and neither of them have been riding. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, now you guys got bikes. And you can ride bikes together. And I'm trying to encourage that. Hopefully now that things have kind of started to cool off a bit because we are at the Oh, was it just like too hot? It was way too fucking hot this summer. And so, yeah, I think now that it's cooled off a little bit, we're in the 70s. Hopefully I can get her, get both of them on the bikes. I tried to, like, even myself, I was like, I'll ride bikes with you because I have my bike. And we went for like 10 minutes. Uh, that just leads me on a whole other thought train. But that really brought me to like this whole thing with her fulfillment and stuff. I think she she needs me to have more too. curiosity. That's so funny. That's where my brain went. It's like she my needs own to have fulfillment. Hey, <laughs> curiosity and going out into the world and exploring something outside. Like if you want to feel fulfilled, if this is if playing and being go outside. And I can't seem to get her into that. And there's not like a good, even other kids, when I see her, like even the group of friends that she has at her dad's house, like seems like they do way too much inside. I think that's a common problem with humans today. Yeah. We need to get, go outside. And it's not what I hate about this. This isn't a small enough town where it could just be like, go explore the woods. Like where we were, where yeah, we grew up, like yeah. whatever, just go. That's kind of true. 
we always disappeared into the woods. We followed. Yeah, we did. And I mean, and that's one of the first things I did in your new, well, when, when your current neighborhood was new, I went to the, that trailhead down the street and, and I went and I got lost in the woods for a little while, like a couple of hours and like, but that's a huge, (laughs) I don't know. That's diff. I don't know if I would send Guinevere in there by herself. No, but I've tried to take her hiking. I've tried to take her hiking and we, we go to different trails or whatever, and we'll walk around and, you know, we search for leprechauns or whatever. And she's just not, she's good for like 15 minutes. And then she's just like, I'm done with us. She's, Mm. and then the last, the last time we went, she got anxious because she was like, I don't know how to get back to the car from here. And she started to get anxious. And I was like, whenever we go this way, she was like, I don't trust you to be able to get us back to the car. Well, I mean, that's (laughs) fair. I know that sounds like a, like a stab (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because I was like yeah that's absolutely valid and reasonable because there have been times many times actually all the time where first of all you lose the car and which has turned into you saying to Guinevere and Guinevere clocking where the car is because she's good at it and you being like do you know the car is it's become our thing yeah. Where I'm like, hey, this is your superpower. Use your superpower. And she finds our car in parking lots. Certainly. Like if we go to Bush Gardens now or if we go to, mm-hmm. yeah, grocery stores or the mall. The mall is where I lose the car often. If Because yeah. I don't go to the mall often. So almost mm-hmm. every time I leave the mall, because there's not like a designated, this is the area that I park at. So almost every time we go to the mall, I lose the car. So that is her, that is her superpower. Um, but we had, this was a couple years ago, actually. I think it was the summer of summer or fall of 2020. And we had gone and I was like, Guinevere, I know I'm not good when we go to like a mall or something, but when it comes to woods, somehow I can manage to get myself out pretty easily. Yeah. And so I happen to have a GPS tracker in my car because I had parked in the city and had too many times where it was way too cold and I had been out with friends and then I lost my car. So I have a GPS tracker in my car (laughs) and I pulled up the app so I could show her, see, we're walking this way. That's where the car is. And she was like, we are going in the right direction. (laughs) So I gave her, and then she had the phone and she let us out or whatever. And we were going in the right way. I knew where I was going. I don't know why that's something that I can, I can do. I can go into the woods and get lost and come back out and no problem. But I can't go to, oh, the Water Lantern Festival, full circle, <laughs> like where we got those blankets that we started talking about. Oh, <laughs> can't go there <laughs> and be like, I'm going over this hill and in between these two signs <laughs> and we're going to go to this parking lot. We completely ended up on the wrong parking lot. On the wrong parking lot. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Oh my God, that was an event. Anyway, so that- all of this has led us into a new journey. Nice. The, and these are all to, really great ideas too. Yes. Of trying to find more fulfillment out of life through acts of service mm. and that are age appropriate. And what can we do so that our kids can feel fulfilled? And I still feel like a large part of it is the way we play. So, and cause also to bring it back to your point about looking for that part of your childhood, that inner child or whatever life is, I fully feel it's work, play, rest, work, play, rest. 
So if you're not feeling fulfilled, how are you playing? How are you using that playtime? Mm-hmm. Are you playing by just vegging out on watching TV? Or are you playing by reading? Are you playing by engaging with other people? Do you have fulfilling friendships? Do you have, are you going out into the community? Are you like, what are you doing to find fulfillment? Right. Right. For me, it was sports and gymnastics and things like that. And as a child, also as a what child are you doing today and every night, well, right. And every night I would read. That's why I'm trying to tap into the inner child. Cause I'm not doing that today. So that's why I'm thinking about last. So as a child, I, it used to be playing sports or doing gymnastics or things like that. And then I would, I would read every single night. It looked like on my, on my weekends with each parent, I had friends that I would go outside for hours all day long, running around outside in the woods, doing, playing various outdoor games or doing outdoor activities or just riding bikes or just sitting outside. And like, I was very active. It was never vegging out in front of the TV, except maybe the occasional Saturday morning with Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Exactly. I I think that, you know, when I first had Guinevere and we went to our 50, 50 custody situation, when Guinevere went to our dad's, I was so incredibly, like, it was very clear that I was very fulfilled by being a mom. And I love my little baby girl and spending time with her. And I got a lot of fulfillment out of that. It was I'm, I'm very devoted mother, but when she would go to her dad's, I would come home from work and just lay in bed. And I was just like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. and I was super, super. So I had like these constant big swings up and down, up and down. If my da- daughter wasn't around, I hated the world. So what helped me was I started to, when I start to feel like that, I'll have a week where I'll be like, no, every night this week, I'm going out with a different friend. I'm going to get dinner with this one. I'm going to have drinks with this one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do a concert with this one. And Mm -hmm. actually the company that I work at now, I have a lot, I've made a lot of friends. And even those friends that don't work there anymore, we've had those connections. It's really helped me to builds that. So I'm constantly doing something. It's rare that there's a week. I don't have my daughter that I don't have at least one night that I'm connecting with friends or going to volunteer event or going to do, I don't stay home. Yeah. You find connection and socializing with other people on the weeks that your daughter's not there. Because also the other part about being a single mom is that your time is consumed by taking care of your child and working. And mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. And like, I don't know how single full-time single moms do that because you have your weeks. Mom groups. That's what I think. Anyway, I've never been good with mom friends though. Well, I don't I know really you. Like- that's not my point. My point is right. that you have weeks that you don't have Guinevere and that's like the peak of your socializing time. I don't know how full-time moms find that time. Full-time single working moms have that time because you do have that 50-50 custody. Or full-time parents in, in general. general. 
there are couples that I know where they're like, I can't go out because I have to go home to my family and I can't. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you ever socialize? Like you still need to take that time for yourself and have something that is yours. I Mm -hmm. firmly believe that. I feel like it would be harder, honestly, for me if I had a partner, because that would be another person that I'd be connected to and have to like take into consideration. And I don't know if you could tell from my facial expression, but that is, that sounds like a responsibility. It looks sickening. It sounds like it looks sickening too. Like it smells like kitten poop. Um, Ah. Yeah. It's, it's not some, I can't imagine having somebody else. And I know so many people who are like, I should, and they'll talk when they talk to me, they'll say things like, I shouldn't be complaining about this because you have to do all this by yourself. And I have a partner who's great and does these things and helps with this. And I'll be like, yeah, but you have somebody else you have to take into consideration. So I think that it's just totally different scenarios and like different perspectives and no one way is better than the other way. And I don't think one way is harder than the other. I think that they're all just difficult in their own unique ways. And I mean, I struggle with socialization. I have a partner. I, got very comfortable like in that in that kind of old school way of life where you like go to work come home to your partner have dinner together and it's just you guys and da, da, da. like I, I I haven't done the but I, I was not can you stop it <laughs> <laughs> you're so distracting <laughs> but when my like even what like watching my dad and and my stepmom growing up, they had their separate nights where they would go out of the house after dinner or yeah, it was usually after dinner and go do their thing. And then they would have nights where they would both go out and go together. to the same. Yeah. Go together. And I, I'm looking back on that time and looking back at that as like a kind of a good framework for me. So I started incorporating that. I started doing stuff like that. And I remember like my stepmom having lunch or going out for walks or other various things. And I remember dad like going to on motorcycle rides and like going to play and other things like that, like his version of play. I don't know what he does. Um, (laughs) Go to the garage, go to work on stuff. Yeah. I think, I think the key thing there is just acknowledging wherever you are in life, you have to, life is work, play, rest. And if you're unfulfilled, what are you doing with that playtime? And how are you connecting with other people? And also, what are you doing with that work time? What kind of work are you doing? That is a valid thing. I mean, like, we, yes, but not everybody has the privilege of being able to determine. I know. I was just about to say, I I was just about to work is just about survival. It's important to look at both time, all of your time, not just playtime is why I guess why I interjected is because it's not just about one area of your life. Like you can be fulfilled so for some of us, we feel like we got to be fulfilled in every aspect of our life. Some people don't, don't feel that way, but, but even you just, you even said about your work that it feels fulfilling to you. You're serving yes. other people. So yeah. How? evaluate how you're spending all of your time is all I was trying to say. And I do understand that people, some people don't have a choice of like what their job is. And I understand that. And it is about, then it is 
it's like important to what you were trying to tell me is like, can you find fulfillment in that one in 50? And can you let that be enough for the time being? And that's a valid point. That is valid. Yes. I think both points are valid. I just didn't want to invalidate people who are feeling like, no, my work is not fulfilling. I just need to pay my bills pay my bills because a lot of because a lot of time work is about survival and you have and it's a part of what we have to do well that's kind of my situation right now right that's what I'm dealing with yeah exactly it is what you have to do so your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so your playtime is what you can do so that's why I'm saying start there yes and I also think that I I would I think it's also important to incorporate it into your work life, especially if you're struggling with that fulfillment there. That is my thought. Okay. So I love you. I love you. So thanks for I coming on for, this ride. For this our ride. listeners, if you have other ideas of things to get your kids or yourself actively engaged in the community, I am always open to new ideas. And by the time this airs, I will probably be looking. I will probably oh my be God. looking again. <laughs> so. By the time this airs. Okay. Let's tell them the date right now. It is September 24th, 2022. I have absolutely no clue when this is going to air because this we're like probably at the end of season two or at the beginning of season three here. I don't even know what season we're recording for right at this point. And we are just, we're just about to publish our first episode to the public in like um whatever October, uh, a week we're gonna do yeah, yeah that's what I'm about to say oh. that's what I'm trying to get at in like a week so yeah by the time this airs I'm sure you'll definitely look for new ideas <laughs> yes so listeners I think at this point we've realized that what you're listening to is probably going to be on a perpetual schedule about six months before <laughs> <laughs> before where the recording before. happens like six months six before months you before hear it. <laughs> yeah six months after where we actually are in our lives which is, which is totally fine we've come to peace with that and yeah so, so oh. as you're listening <laughs> um if you have ideas please please feel free to share those ideas i love them we are not church going people but if you have other ideas or things that you even do with your churches, feel mm-hmm. free to suggest those ideas. I yeah. Like it's not people. out of the question just because we're not like church heavy church goers or anything. Like we right. are happy I did to have service. a couple people just say, go to church and what does your church do? So that's why I was saying to that. But if anybody else has any other ideas or things that you do, please feel free to share them in the comments or email us other things that you find fulfillment in. Um, yeah. Also, and- if this inspired you in any way, because I know that it, it, it inspired me in ways that it is surprising to me. Like I, I, in other ways that aren't just community service, it inspired me creatively, artistically, and I think that that's, that's really cool. And so if you have any of that, any inspiration of any kind within community service or at all. Like we want to hear that stuff too. 
or getting out movements, getting outside, yeah. and stuff moving like your that. body, going on a little hike. It doesn't have Although to I have seen an uptick in like memes that say you can have a filling life and without hiking. So oh. <laughs> it seems like there's to be like the answer that everybody has, but here's why here's what I think. The reason for that is that it's so good to get out of the city and the, all the energy of all the technology that's hovering over you all the time with like all the telephone poles and all the, and the schedules and the responsibility. Like, I mean, and then on the, and then on the surface level. Yeah. But I'm literally talking about the little literal energy of like what's happening with all the Wi-Fi's and all of all of that stuff going on. So it's like really good to like step away from all that and get into nature. And then on like surface level, your phone doesn't ding and you don't see all these notifications and all these responsibilities that you have. Right. And so those two things, and then also being surrounded by nature itself is really just good for humans I I truly believe that and it's good for every single human I don't care what you say if you think that you're afraid of the sun that's a story that I believe that you are telling yourself and there's shade under trees and it's actually really nice to connect with trees and be under them and I was just trying to be inclusive I think that there is certainly plenty of reason and plenty of Yes. Get outside. Like there, there yeah, I don't think anybody's going to, I think we would find it very difficult to find people who would argue that getting outside isn't good for you. Getting outside mm-hmm. is obviously good for you. I was but just if you, trying to like show people, like there's so many reasons why people I suggest know. hiking. It's just like you get away from all of these things. You're surrounded by nature. You connect with that. There's kind of the sense of grounding. It's yes. just really a great way in our modern life to be able to do those. Absolutely. A million percent agree. You're (laughs) absolutely correct and valid. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just defending the hikers. (laughs) I I know you're you're very defensive. The hiker suggestioners, the hike suggestioners. Yes. I'm defending those people. (laughs) Mostly because I literally just said, go on a hike. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's great. Great. Wonderful. Nobody is saying that going hiking isn't good for you. <laughs> you can certainly go on a hike. But if you have other things that you find yeah. fulfillment in yeah. other than hiking and you have other ways that you like to do mm-hmm. that you find play in fulfillment, please share those ideas. Everybody. Me and my dad used to drive out to the frozen lake and go oh, ice skating on it. There's that. That's different. I used to just go for drives, just get off the highway, roll down the windows and turn up the radio and fucking drive for hours down in a straight line because I would get lost, but (laughs) just go straight and keep going and just drive. And then gas prices happened. So (laughs) that's why hiking's the thing now, I guess. Probably. That's probably (laughs) why. Yeah. Now I just stay home with the music loud and windows open. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's plenty of ways to, to get fulfillment. So share mm-hmm. with us your ideas. Maybe there's some other things that you're like, Hey, you never thought of this or try that. Yeah. But- I love it when there's things right in front of our faces that we're not seeing. So point those out too. <laughs> 
There's actually someone I had, I had followed on social media. She had said that there was a time her and her son, just like they went, they drove to different grocery stores and organized the, the carts. They just got out and organized all of the carts as a way to help the people that work there and put them back in. Cause you know how people just kind of throw their hearts out. I sure do. It's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. It's something that drives me crazy. At the very least, put your own cart where it goes when you're done, yeah. when you empty your groceries in the car. So yeah, it's not that hard to put your cart away, but not, yeah. So there are little ways like that, that you can also just look, just look around you, look around your environment and find ways that you can help. And that is something I've been telling Guinevere just around the house, just to be like, Hey, can you just look around you and how can you be helping Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Like I'm a little bit stressed. What could you be doing? That would be helpful. And I feel like that's a good lesson to, for even us as adults, let's look around and find ways we can be helpful. Yeah. I feel that. All right. I love you. I love you. So that's our situation. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Please download and subscribe, like, and comment wherever you listen. Check out our website, sisterlysituationspodcast.com. And email us at sisterlysituationspodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out my lovely sister's yoga website, (laughs) consciousyoga.tv. Thank you. Thank you.